I'm Charlotte Fraser and Merry Christmas. You're listening to Hips and Dips. Hello, this is Joni Goss. Welcome to the podcast and a very Merry Christmas. Hello, it's Tom wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Simone Ming. Merry Christmas and welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name's Sarah Collin and you're listening to the Hips and Dips podcast, uh, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a better New Year than 2020 has been. Wait, what am I saying again? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay. well, my uh, name's Don McGeeky and Merry Christmas, yeah. All right. That was Charlotte, Dom, Joni, Tom, Simone and Sarah. I'm Curtis Mansfield and this is the Hips and Dips Christmas Special, live from Midnight Mass. I'm only messing, I think it would be sacrilegious even in 2020 to record a podcast during a church service. Um, and even if I wanted to, there's no church service available because I find myself in tier 4 of this new lockdown. Uh, I am sat instead in front of my computer, listening to previous carol concerts, which may or may not feature myself at soprano, trying to salvage some sense of Christmas cheer. Now cue the soft jazz. Before the sun rises on Christmas morning, I predict I'll be visited by six ghosts, surpassing Scrooge's total of three. In addition to the ghosts of sporting past, present and future, I'll be visited by the ghosts of physiotherapy, calisthenics and whatever it is Tom does. Each of my guests, I mean ghosts, will be asked a series of questions. First of all, what response have they had following their appearance on the podcast? And what was Christmas like when they were competing? Daley Thompson once said, I train twice on Christmas Day because I know others aren't training at all. That gives me two extra days. So I want to learn how Christmas differs for those competing at the top of their game. So sit back and enjoy a lighter-hearted version of your classic Hips and Dips. Ghost number one, Charlotte is here. Charlotte, which ghost are you? I would say um, present and future. Present and future? Yeah. Two two of the six (laughs) down at once, okay. Um, So yeah, I'm going to ask you all the the same questions basically. So first up, what response have you had following your episode of the podcast? It was really positive actually. I was really nervous as you know because I mentioned a lot of things that I hadn't even mentioned to close friends so I was hesitant to see what they would say um, but actually it's been really really positive and it's nice to be able to share that and you made it really really easy to share so thank you. Great, um, any specific examples you want to mention? Um, I, I think like friends that didn't know um, were able to sort of, they were actually quite hurt I guess actually I didn't actually tell them what I was going through at the time. So I would, you know, say to people, you know, if you are going through anything to to speak up and say. Um, but, yeah, mainly that friends just, that didn't know um, were shocked to hear and just came forward to say, you know, we, we're glad that you're okay now. And um, 
other people who I work with who didn't know all of my past with my training and all the things that I've got up to and all my injuries were really shocked because they see how much like I lift all the way I train now so it actually created a lot more interest in how I was able to sort of rehab and get back on to what I'm doing now so well that's great I mean it's wonderful to provide a platform to um to talk about your issues so it's great you've had some good feedback on it so what I'm really interested in is what is Christmas like for bikini athletes? <laughs> um, I mean, I've had a couple of instances. My first ever competition, it's different for everybody, but for my first competition, I was actually on a cruise ship um, for my mum's birthday. And, you know, we actually decided with my coach beforehand to allow myself to have that time. And I think I'm really grateful for that because I'd never get that time back with my mum or, you know, we were visiting different countries. So when you're in Italy, you want to be able to eat pasta. You know, when you're on an unlimited buffet, you want to be able to sample everything. So we decided that I would train every day. I went and trained in the gym every day. Um, and I just ignored my macros for a while. But I was kind of, I was always healthy eating anyway. But if I wanted to have something, then I would have it. I just wouldn't eat it to excess. And if I wanted to have a drink or a cocktail or something, then I would have that. Um, and then when I came back, if my chicken said it was 100 grams and, you know, all I had was turkey in the fridge, then I would go to the shops and I would get 100 grams of chicken. You know, I was to the letter, everything was on point. Um, and I only had Valentine's Day off and that Christmas period of holiday off. So, um, and then another time, all of my friends, we go on this massive ski trip every year. There's like 40 of us. And it is a, a big, you know, knees up drinking fest. Um, and they're all really, really supportive of what I do. They don't understand always what I'm doing, but they always back me. And I showed up to the coach with a massive suitcase of food that I prepared. Like I brought a whole bunch of frozen food with me and I had a tiny bag for my clothes. Um, and then I would get up every morning at the ski resort and I would go to the gym, go to the sauna first thing before anyone had got up. And I'd come back, I'd prepared my meals. My mate, who was uh, really handy, would carry around a backpack. Um, he used to take photos of us on the on the slopes. So he was always like carrying all the stuff. And he would just have my, my little prep lunch and my Tupperware with, me, with him. And uh, I would just grab that off of him for lunch. And then we'd all go party in a pre. And I would head home after that, you know. I would, I would party with the guys. And then just before it was getting a bit too crazy and the crowd surfing started, I would head down to the chalet, prepare all the food for everybody. I'd have my separate food. We'd eat all together. And then we would go out and party again until 5am. They'd all be drinking. I'd have my sugar-free Red Bull. Or I would have um, an espresso, which meant I didn't sleep. So <laughs> I'd be the last one on the dance floor with them till 5am. And then get up again, ready to get back to the gym for 9am before we all started up again. So it's just about finding, you know, what your priorities are and what's important to you. And I think, you know, family and friends, especially now, like looking back, I'm so grateful that I still went and I still did those things. And I didn't say like, oh no, like I'm going to completely focus all my attention on this and not, you know, miss out on those important times. Um, because I still was there, I was still having a great time. I just, you know, was able to keep my diet nice and strict or keep my training on point and have that balance. And I think that's that's key. Right. So all my guests this series are highly competitive people. And the best thing to do, particularly in 2020, with highly competitive people 
is a sham uh, quiz in their face. So here we go. Are you ready, Charlotte? Born ready. All Christmas questions. Uh, there's no right answers. There's plenty of wrong answers. And I will be judging. So question number one. Favourite Christmas song? Mariah Carey's. Favourite Christmas film? It's a Wonderful Life. Real or artificial Christmas tree? Um, I was really sad when we cut down the real Christmas tree this year and it was my very first one, so I'm going to go with artificial. Best part of a Christmas meal? Yorkshire puddings and lots of gravy. Always a, always a controversial one, Yorkshire pudding. Some people aren't convinced it belongs on the Christmas plate. Uh, I, for one, am always happy with Yorkshire, so no complaints here. Uh, give me a Christmas cracker joke. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Clock. You're on the clock. It's going to be bad. Yeah, the pusher. They're mm. all bad. That's the point. Okay, why couldn't Mary and Joseph join their work conference call? I don't know. Because there was no Zoom in the inn. Great. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's your tipple? What's your drink of choice? Um, I'm not really a big drinker, so I I would normally go with, like... Uh, Get out of the pusher. Um, bubbles. Always bubbles. Champagne, Prosecco, all the bubbles. Uh, best tin of Christmas sweets. Tin. I mean, everyone says Quality Street, but mm, I'm I'm not a fan. I mean, the coins. Are there any good things that come out of them? Anything with lint in it. That's, that's not an answer. You don't get a tin of lint. Well, you do now. <laughs> no, you, no, you don't. I have, to, I have to push you for an answer. Heroes, celebrations, roses, Quality Street. They're the big four. Okay, well then I'll go with celebrations. Yeah, good, good answer. Um. <laughs> What's on top of your Christmas tree? An angel. Angel. Uh, and I think we are done. Oh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Uh, this is Sarah Collin wishing you a happy Christmas and a better new year than 2020. Okay, so next up we have star of episode two, Dom McGeeky. Dom, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, very good, thanks. Curtis, how are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Enjoying my little uh, Christmas get-together. Um, obviously on Zoom for anyone Zoom, who's, yeah, uh, yeah. who's listening. No, we're all in the pod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so Dom, what response have you had to your episode of the pod? Uh, yeah, really interesting actually i kind of i was uh, i've had i've been contacted by lots of different people people that i haven't spoken to in a long time uh from interestingly not necessarily just within like the rugby circle um but actually like people that we went to school with that i hadn't spoken to in a long time uh contacted from random people actually which was quite interesting so i was sort of it had a, a nice positive response off the back of it, um, which was a kind of unexpected with no disrespect because I didn't really know how many people would listen. And I didn't really think about what I was saying when I was saying that I was saying just what I, what I felt. And I was answering your questions with all honesty. Um, and I didn't really think about, oh, you know, Oh, what would this person think if I said this, or what would this person think if I said that, but actually the the people that I sort of did mention talk about quite personally, for example, um, 
old El Tamians. I got a really nice message of um, Gavin Lack, who was a director of rugby and the person that constructed it all with a couple other people that I mentioned in the pod. They sent me a really nice heartfelt message and stuff, which was completely unexpected. And I hadn't thought about that, but actually it was good that, um, you know, that they, they appreciated what I was saying. So that was that was nice. Well, yeah, exactly. I think I think your episode was great because it was so natural. You just spoke about genuinely how you felt, good in a good way and a bad way. I'm sure there were some yeah. people you, um, I won't say you offended, but you you weren't just overly complimentary <laughs> for the sake of it. You genuinely nah. spoke your mind, which is great. I actually had some good feedback as well following your episode. Uh, a couple of lads whose names would mean nothing to most people listening, but uh, obviously Brenda Murphy, who went to school. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, both, Michael yeah. Hudger again went to school with. Yeah, I spoke to both them boys. Yeah. Yeah, both dropped a message just to say like how they enjoyed it, and it was nice to hear from sort of both of us. No, these are lads yeah. I haven't spoke to, but I haven't spoken to about seven years ago. So, um, yeah, that is great. And uh, what probably one of the positives to come from this whole experience has had people I haven't spoken to in years just coming out and wanting to have a chat, and yeah, maybe those connections can be re-sparked in the new year when we're allowed to, which be, which be great. Okay, so Dom, uh, it's the main. The main crux of this little conversation is I want to know what Christmas was like as, in your case, as a rugby player, as a championship rugby player. So what's it like in terms of food, training, match day schedule? Let me know. Yeah. Um, so if I'm being completely honest, it's, pro- it's probably not that exciting. It's not that different to, well, a little bit, yeah, actually very different to what my Christmas would be like this year, but that's only because of coronavirus. But um Usually, so I can think of last year and the year, sorry, so in the two years when I was at London Scottish, when I was full-time, for example, uh, we had a game. I remember we played, one year we played a game on Christmas Eve against uh, London Welsh, which actually was a really interesting fixture. And I no one would make it too rugby, Sam, uh, you know, rugby, 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 but this was quite a cool little story to share. So we played them on, so basically this, the history behind it is that London Welsh and London Scottish uh, two like oldest exile rugby clubs, you know, alongside London Irish. There's loads of history. La la. So it's a big fixture. Anyway, London Welsh that season, basically a month prior um, to that game, had gone into liquidation. So previously, when they'd been promoted to the Premiership and then relegated down, there was a big loss of finances, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Basically, all of the guys lost their jobs. They lost their money. The club lost everything. And we then had to play them the following game after all this had happened to them. So there is like heaps of spirit and like energy, you know, all these guys are playing for nothing now. So they just, you know, there's thousands of supporters down at Old Deer Park. Like it was really like, it was like a big game and it was actually quite rubbish to be playing for London Scottish because I kind of wanted to be playing for London Welsh at that time because it was like, you could, it was never going to go well for us. And basically we got absolutely humped. Like we got pumped like 60 nil or something. I can't even remember the score. We just, I just remember like, try after try anyway luckily I was on the bench and like I remember like there's like to me obviously every other game you're always buzzing to get on if you're like on the bench like always want to get on always want to get on a 76 minutes and we're like losing 50 nil and like uh Pirich was like go on get geeks get warm up I was like don't get me on don't go hey luckily I managed to dodge a bullet I never got on and that was on Christmas Eve and like I'm very thankful for that because that could have completely ruined my Christmas day because like one I could have ended up with a like, broken neck because they were like smashed us to pieces, but uh, but two I didn't so it didn't reflect too badly on me. But that was one Christmas, and then uh, other Christmases they sort of it all depends really on when Christmas falls. So if it's like 
on um I remember like a few years ago it was on a Saturday, Christmas on a Saturday. So then we just we literally just had our match on the Friday night again on a Christmas Eve or the we've been I've not ever trained on Christmas Day itself, but I've trained on I remember one year it was in on like midweek. So we just trained around Christmas Day and everyone always got a Christmas Day off. Um I always uh, one year we one year we had like the Fijian boys around our house. So a couple of lads from Scottish, you know, obviously like you know, a lot of lads are from all parts of the world, Fiji, Canada, America, and they obviously don't really have a family home to go to for their dinner. So once we had um, Dan Croy, one of the big lads, I asked him around to come around and they didn't end up coming in, but there was always, they were always welcome around our house. Um, and I know some of the like, other lads in the, in the club, like would offer them around, but with like, actually hoping they didn't come. And my mum was quite glad Dan Croy didn't come because he's 23 stone prop like from Fiji. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't think one turkey would have been enough. But yeah, he yeah, like, himself. Just, yeah, yeah. Just accommodating for those lads would, is what's um what it's all about and a bit of family time. Did um did London Welsh have Piri Ripu at the time still? World Cup uh, that so I played it no it was the season when they all then pissed off. Oh I mean went away because they <laughs> um they were obviously in the premiership said like Perry Whippu, Barkley, and then like some other like um, journeymen. And then, then it was the season after. So there oh, was still some like good players knocking about. I, I can't really remember it. That, like remember all of them, but there, there was, it was a good squad. That was the whole point why they end up going into liquidation because they had no money. because they had to pay all those lot. So. That's fine. In terms of uh, eating and drinking around Christmas, did you have to do anything special? Did you have to avoid... Yeah. Uh, yeah, excessive uh, well, obviously, because it's like 12 days Christmas, you have to have 12 pints Guinness every single day from the 1st of December up. <laughs> uh, no, I'm only joking. I, obviously, I was I was quite lucky, really, because um, I was always it was I was always needing to put weight on, which is actually quite unusual for sports. People normally have to like look, you know, be careful of their weight and stuff. But I, think, yeah. I was always encouraged to put weight on because one of the things that sort of held me back from really like pushing up to the top of when we talked about it before was like my, my weight uh, and finding the position, whether I was playing in the back row or second row. And so like, I kind of was, I kind of always got away with it. Obviously I wouldn't have to be careful with what I was drinking in terms of like, if you had a game that week and stuff, but I was quite lucky. I could pretty much feast out on what I wanted, you know, with, you know, you know, in respect to what I, of other things but like yeah i was i was quite lucky to be honest more the better okay so exactly uh yeah so i for tonight's episode i decided to put all my guests into a into a quiz based snow globe i'm going to shake it up uh, right, if, there's right, one, okay. if there's one thing competitive people hate is having a quiz where there's no winners oh <laughs> uh, yeah 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 which is what's happening here so there's no oh, right answers what? There's no right answers, but there's plenty of wrong answers, Dom. And I right. will be judging you, and I'm sure everyone at home will be judging your answers. It's all Christmas-based questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, quick fire. So, question one. Favourite Christmas song? Oh, uh, the Pogues. Oh, Fairy great Great. If there's bonus points, you'd have one right there. Nice. Uh, Favourite Christmas like film? <laughs> Elf. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Only uh, because my girlfriend's mum says I'm like Buddy the Elf. <laughs> uh, that's the, the, that's the first like photo. And excitable child, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, syrup on the spaghetti. Okay, uh, real, <laughs> real or artificial Christmas tree? Real. Very good. Best part Definitely. of the Christmas meal? Um, gravy. Oh, yeah, covers all. Okay. Uh, yeah. Drink of choice. What's your tipple at Christmas? A Christmas all year round, whenever you want it. Pint of Guinness. Pint of Guinness. Classic. Classic. Absolutely. Uh, right. Give me your favourite Christmas cracker joke. Oh, all right. Hang on. I wrote a few down. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, pick, let, me pick, let me decide which one I want to pick. Hmm. All right. <laughs> You're on the uh, clock, Dom. Dom, you're on the clock. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, what do you call a cat? No, 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 actually, this one. What kind of motorbike does Santa ride? Uh, what? I don't know. What, Dom? Holly Davidson. Holly Davidson. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, sorry, it's not. That's all right. There's no bonus points. That's fine. Uh, what's your favourite tin of Christmas sweets? Christmas? Oh, sweets. Oh, uh, uh, probably the, how oh, would you call them? The heroes. Like the, no, not the heroes. Like Quality Street. That's it. And the toffee ones. Toffee Quality Street. Flat ones. Good, okay. uh, yeah. yeah. You're the sort <laughs> of bloke that eats the bounties, probably, aren't you? No, I'm not a bounty fan. Oh, I, love, I love the celebrations, though. Um, I, yeah. And I'm, I'm quite a big fan of the addition of the Twix. I'm not going to lie. Oh, God. Uh, that was a good addition. Oh. <laughs> Um, what, what, let's move on from that quickly. <laughs> what, what's on top of your tree? Angel, angel, classic, classic. Good, good, good Christian yeah. family. Good to yeah, hear. Yeah, put, yeah, yeah. Put the Christ back into Christmas. Great stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Home Alone One or Home Alone Two? Try be horrible and say something that you're probably gonna like. I've never, I've not seen either of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> oh dear that is a big judgment that is uh yeah sorry stunned stunned silence across the yeah, uh, no, no, no. podcast oh, world on that sorry. uh oh god well my next question is have you seen home alone five <laughs> <laughs> no well and that is the correct answer the correct answer is no so uh you get a point for <laughs> oh, that because there isn't a home alone five no, there is Home Alone 5. It's just, oh, there it's, is just dre- it's just dreadful. That's why you shouldn't have seen it. Oh, okay, so that's, that's the end of that. We've all learned some stuff about, <laughs> about Dom and his uh, his enjoyments around Christmas. So to finish, Dom, uh, yeah. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell everyone who hasn't listened already why they should hear your episode of the pod. Um, now? Yeah. <laughs> now, okay. Okay. We didn't say go. Um, so if you haven't listened to the podcast, you should listen to it for a number of reasons. Um, one being because um, I think we talk about some really interesting topics, not just around rugby, but around life and the values of why people need to do things and why sport is important uh, and what sort of journey sport can take you on. Um, and I think that it give you it will give you a good insight into sort of understanding the difference between professionalism and semi-professionalism and again what journey that can lead you on in your life um, and then the third reason is because me and Curtis are legends and you want to hear our voices <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I love the fact you started by saying uh, for one of many reasons 
and then had to proceed to think of those reasons. Yeah, exactly. Bumbled, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you uh, as you bumble through the answer, <laughs> but yeah, no, very good. Uh, so all I want to say is, Dom, thanks for joining me, and Merry Christmas. Cheers, likewise. Merry Christmas, mate. Hi, I'm Simone Ming. Merry Christmas and welcome to the podcast. Okay, so next up we have Joni, uh, of course, physiotherapist and star of episode three. Joni, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Enjoying my uh, my tier four Christmas. Uh, so first up, Joni, what response have you had to your episode of the pod? I think I've had a very positive response, actually. I've had quite a few of my patients that have listened and it's helped them learn a bit more about me and what I've done um, previously. And also I think it sparked a lot of conversations about concussion and um, injuries at high level sport and just a lot of like conversation points with people really, which has been good. Yeah, I suppose we were a little bit ahead of the curve because I think well, a week after we spoke, you had the... David Luiz, um, Jimenez, head injury in football. And yes, then probably exactly. what, a week after that, you had all the um, rugby players suing the RFU overhead uh, and uh, dementia and head injuries. So I suppose we were just a little bit too early to get onto those main <laughs> talking points, which is a shame. Yeah. But, um, okay. Head of the game. Exactly. Yeah. Which is obviously a good place to be. Um, so, so I want to know what Christmas was like from the point of view of, I suppose, A, as a physio, and B, on the point of view of players you've worked with when you're working at, say, Wasps and uh, obviously the University in America and Eden and so on, various rugby clubs you've played at, played at, sorry, worked at. Yeah, it's, um, it's a mix, I'd say. So a lot of it will depend on when does your game fall in relation to Christmas Day, i.e. if Christmas Day is on a Wednesday and your game's on a Saturday, the chances are you're going to have that Wednesday's Christmas Day off and potentially you'll have Boxing Day off too or you might have Christmas Eve off as well. Um, and for that, the players will have the whole um, sort of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day or wh whatever they're choosing to give depending on when the game is off. And then normally physios, if you're in a good um, physio department, then you'll say, okay, two of you go in one day, two of you go in the other day, just try and switch it up a bit so that you can all get a little bit of time off if possible. If you are unfortunate, that's your maybe your game is falling on Boxing Day, for example, on the Saturday, and on the Friday would normally be a team run. Some teams will bring you in on Christmas Day for the morning. Um, but at Ealing Rugby Club last year, we actually had a weekend without any games, so that was really nice. We had a whole, we were given a whole week off for the players and physios we said okay you come in this day I'll come in this day so we just had one of us in each day to manage it and we had no injuries the day um the game before Christmas which actually meant we only had to come in one day for the whole week of Christmas and that was really ideal but often that's not the case but you do always have a nice Christmas dinner with the rugby clubs so that's always quite good and often a good Christmas party where lots of alcohol is consumed and that's quite fun yeah and no, I'm sure it's very loose do you find it is it uh is it looser the further down the rugby pyramid you go or vice versa i'd say there's more nudity the lower down the rugby <laughs> rugby uh, pyramid you go <laughs> but there's just as much alcohol at every level okay well that's uh, a good indictment for the game <laughs> okay so um so i said I'm, I'm doing this little christmas based quiz with everyone who's coming on 
Um, I'm really frustrating you highly competitive sports people because there's no winner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no right answers. There's only wrong answers. And it'll be me judging and everyone at home will be judging your responses. Um, okay. So quick fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Great. So first up, favourite Christmas song? Oh. Oh. Rocking around the Christmas tree? Hmm. Oh, no. Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride is my favourite song. You played online. <laughs> okay. Uh, favourite Christmas film? Trader Express. Oh, yeah, very good. Uh, do you have a real or an artificial Christmas tree? Real. Every year, real? Every year at my mum's real, every year at my dad's fake. <laughs> oh, you got the best of both. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the best part of the Christmas meal? Oh, my mum's famous stuffing recipe. Stuffing, yeah. I always think with Christmas, it's always a little bit uh, the best. It's a stuffing, it's a bread yeah. sauce, it's the... Uh, pigs and blankets. Pigs and blankets, yeah. Just have a whole plate of the small stuff. Um, <laughs> what's your tipple of choice? At Christmas, your favourite drink? Well, we have a different Christmas cocktail each year and we're having um, Hugo's this year, which is a Croatian cocktail. What's in it? It's elderflower, Prosecco, lime, mint, crushed ice, that kind of thing. Very nice. Refreshing. Did you, did you get that recipe from the rugby club? <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay, uh, Give me your favourite Christmas cracker joke. Oh, what do you call a spider without any legs? I don't know. A raisin. <laughs> a raisin. It's not very Christmassy. If you lack a real Christmas joke. But, but that uh, was the one I got in the cracker. <laughs> oh, well, I can't argue that then. I suppose you have, uh, <laughs> you have won that battle. Okay. Uh, what's, what's the best tin of Christmas sweets? Hmm. Celebrations. Yeah, correct. No, no other competition. <laughs> uh, what's on top of the Christmas tree? An angel. An angel. Good, good. Uh, ha uh, what's, what's your favourite, Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Home Alone 1. Home Alone good. Have you seen Home Alone 5? There's a Home Alone 5. That's the correct <laughs> answer. Uh, <laughs> no one's seen it. Good. Uh <laughs> Okay, that's the end of that little uh, little quiz. I'm sure we've learned some interesting things about you. Uh, no one yet has asked my favourite Christmas cracker joke, which is a uh, is a shame because I've got loads. Um, oh come on then, you... tell us yours. <laughs> okay, uh, who delivers Christmas presents for all the sharks? Oh, who does? That'll be Santa Jaws. <laughs> uh, that same that same joke can be applied to uh, cats. And it's Santa Paws. <laughs> yeah. uh, or pretty much anything else that rhymes with or ends in oars is a yeah. black joke. So you can have that. That's that for free. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> so uh, but to finish off, why should someone listen to your episode of the podcast? I think you should listen to my episode of the podcast to get a little feel for the differences between American football and rugby because it is something as a physio it's worked in both that I'm asked about a lot and I think it's something people are quite interested in um, and particularly at those higher levels which I've been fortunate enough to work in both sides um, so then that'll be a good reason to listen to that and also to learn about why it's important to continue strength training and exercising 
um, throughout your life, really. Okay, great. Uh, I hope everyone can check it out. Um, I think you're currently third on the all-time listen list, uh, oh, maybe fourth. Well, there so, we go. Uh, you're, climbing, you're climbing the ranks. We'll um, Excellent. <laughs> Well, I think actually technically I'm third with my uh, introduction, but does that really count? <laughs> uh, okay, so I'd like to say thank you for joining me. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and, uh, and thanks. You're welcome. Merry Christmas to you and yours too. Have a happy Christmas from Hips and Dips. Right, next up is ghost number four, Tom Nixon. How are you doing? Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Great. Uh, so, same questions for everyone. So, first up, what was the response you had following your episode of the pod? Uh, response has been quite good. Um, lots of people um, spoke to me about it and listened, and um, quite a lot of people who, who I know quite well but didn't maybe realise the extent of my injury um, or some of the kind of the, the post-operative stuff and the recovery stuff um, were, were kind of interested to hear about that and um, it was just quite a, quite a nice little response really. Yeah great, um, did you find it was more hockey players coming forward or people who had no idea you injured in the first place or like people you had lost connections with? Yeah, um, I think a mix of both. Um, certainly some people that I play hockey with that didn't realise that things were that bad, um, but also also a, a good mix of people that I know from kind of other avenues of life that were like, wow, I didn't know that happens. Or, um, I, and I think kind of didn't know that had happened from, from the perspective that you were back walking relatively quickly and you kind of clearly, like you have recovered. So people that maybe didn't know that, that for that, I don't know, nine 12 month period in my life when I somewhat incapacitated so um yeah I'd, I'd say a mix of people mix of people okay great um so the next question is probably kind of interesting one to ask you uh because you're probably the athlete who's had the least uh whose Christmas differs the least from the average Joe but I'm going to ask you anyway so what was Christmas like as hockey player um like i suppose it's like any other christmas really uh, there's a big gap in hockey um the way the domestic season works is everybody stops at the beginning of december and then starts again at the beginning of january so um christmas is like um for a hockey player it's exactly like christmas for any person who doesn't play sport um because there isn't any sport to be played i suppose where amateur hockey is played by um, a huge kind of age range of people, right from you know four-year-olds to eighty-four-year-olds, um, Christmas is different for different players. So for older players, it's a great time to have a little bit of time off to let um, those kind of niggly injuries recover, um, time for backs to get back in order, and, and uh, people to rest their muscles. Um, for others, uh, for others, it's a time to to kind of stop take take a check, um, eat healthily or not so healthily, and then kind of you know, focus on different ways to get exercise for, for eight weeks. Um, for all of us at the minute though, you know, with 2020 being the, um, the year that it has been, there's no hockey on the cards at the minute. And, and with new restrictions, there's gonna be no hockey, um, certainly in the South of England for, for the next couple of months. So um, for, for, for most hockey players, it will be 
find a different form of exercise for a little while I guess yeah um, I think interesting actually when it comes to our Christmas period because most people don't realize that the real enemy of the hockey player is the cold uh it's not the wind or the rain as my nan always says oh it's a bit rainy today will there be a game on it's the cold because obviously all of our pitches are made out of predominantly water as soon as the temperature gets anywhere near zero a lot of our games obviously are cancelled. So this period around Christmas time can be a time to squeeze in those extra games that have been cancelled. Yeah, um, of course. Obviously, in this, in this case, this year, most of the games have been cancelled due to pandemic as opposed to the cold. Um, I suppose another form of a cold if you wanted to be a pedantic, but we won't be, we'll move on. So, <laughs> uh, so we've now got this little Christmas quiz, um, which, as uh, so I've said to all my guests so far, it's a quiz with no right answers, uh, only wrong answers. There's no prizes for deciding. It's really for straight, really competitive sports people. So I'm quite enjoying it so far. Uh, are you ready, Tom? No, no right answers and no prizes. This really sounds like the quiz of 2020. Just... <laughs> it's the ultimately pointless quiz. <laughs> uh, so uh, on the clock, ready? Uh, Tom, favourite Christmas song? Uh, I think, oh, um, Step Into Christmas by Elton John. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. That's why is that funny? funny? I don't know, this is. Uh, the fav- your favourite Christmas film? Oh, Love Actually. Yeah, I think I had that ready so far. Great one. Uh, real or artificial Christmas tree? Definitely a real tree. Definitely a real tree. What's the best part of the Christmas meal? Oh, 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 um, just think about all the components there. I think pigs and blankets, it has to be pigs and blankets. Nice. Um, what is your favorite Christmas cracker joke? Um, my I heard, um, I heard a great Christmas cracker joke this year, um, which was. Uh, why is production down in Lapland this year? Uh, why is production down in Lapland this year, Tom? Because lots of the workers are elf-isolating. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I had a few good elf jokes lined up, actually. Uh, who's, who, who's an elf's favourite singer? No idea. That's uh, Elfis Presley. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so you count that one for three, Tom. So you have that. Uh, <laughs> what's the best tin of Christmas sweets? Oh, it's got to be a quality street. Quality street, right. Uh, what's on top of your tree? Big star. Nice. Classic. Uh, have you? Uh, what's better, Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Oh, it's Home Alone 1. You can't beat the originals. Home Alone 1. Have you seen Home Alone 5? No, is that an actual film? How many Home Alones are there? <laughs> that is a correct answer. No, I haven't. Um, but yes, there is a Home Alone 5. Uh, it's all about Halloween uh, at Christmas, like a haunted house at Christmas. Mental. Uh, but that's the end of the quiz. Uh, well done. You scored uh, nothing because there's no points. Totally irrelevant quiz. Uh, but I'm sure everyone at home has judged you a little bit for some of your answers. Sure uh, so, 
so finally, Tom, uh, give everyone at home a reason why they should listen to your episode of the podcast. Um, I think people, I don't think that people should definitely listen to our podcast. I think they should listen to it if they want to hear about some normal bloke who had some traumatic injury and recovered from it. Um, that's, I suppose, the takeaway message from, from my podcast. And, and um, somebody called me recently because um, their dad has just broken their femur, um, which is, sounds fairly horrendous. Uh, and was I listened to your podcast and um, I found it really interesting and insightful in terms of how you've managed your trauma. So I think if, if, um, if you've got injuries, had injuries, or planning future injuries for 2021, <laughs> Have a listen to my traumatic injury. Okay, great. Um, yeah, hopefully people are going to go and check it out. Uh, I think it was a great one to listen to because, as I said, Tom's, he's not an elite athlete. It's not coming from the point of view of um, sort of professional physiotherapy within a club or within professional medical care and so on. It's coming from a real genuine person and what it's really like to suffer an injury at the hands of the NHS uh so so on that note tom just thanks for joining me merry christmas to you and your family and uh and speak soon yeah thanks take care have fun <laughs> hello this is Joni, and you're listening to hips and dips so next up we have simone star of episode five uh, Simone, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Enjoying my uh, my night so far. So, Simone, what response have you had following your episode of the pod? Um, I've had good response. I've had um, people thinking it's interesting how I used an eating, would I say an eating disorder? Well, yeah, an eating disorder and changed it into veganism. So people saying that that's quite an interesting point and how you can help somebody to obviously have a better and healthier eating habit um and i've also had um the injuries and impact in sports and how well obviously you have to understand the difference between if you're really injured and how you had to train for it throughout the gymnastics and but in general it's been a really good um feedback from everybody that been watching and listening okay that's great to hear uh so, so the main crux of this interview is what is christmas like as a calisthenic athlete and a gymnast so and also in your case i suppose as a as a vegan person as well so what was christmas like um no different really when i was a gymnast when i was around my family i was the only sports person in the family so I'll just eat whatever was on my plate. Um, around that time, obviously didn't really want anybody to know so much or that I didn't really want to eat. So I'll just eat the dinner that was set in front of me and it will just be like a normal day. Um, as I became calisthenics, that's when I was more as a vegetarian vegan. So yeah, it would be, I know at my mum's side of the family, um, she had no idea what vegans ate, what a vegan was, and how to provide a vegan meal. So, but for the first year, I was actually spent Christmas with my ex and her family. She's been vegetarian vegan for quite a while. 
so they had a good um, vegan roast and um, lots of different dishes and now um, with my other half as well we've got like a nut roast and obviously you've got your roasted vegetables got our vegan mac and cheese and all the different alternatives that you could have for a normal Christmas dinner so looking forward to it okay so um, obviously the type of food is different because obviously it's, it's vegan it's plant-based in terms of sort of quantities and um, being strict in your sort of macronutrients are you pretty relaxed around Christmas time just eat whatever you want or do you have to stick to certain principles no I think around Christmas time is when I'm usually relaxed because I mean I will still stick to being vegan but I mean we'll have like vegan cakes which I wouldn't have on a regular basis probably once a month maybe around that month of the, um, the week of the month which every female enjoys um we'll be probably be like okay let's have some popcorn or just now and again so it wasn't Christmas is the time where I'm like okay I'm just going to let loose relax drink what I want eat what I want and chill out Okay, great. Sounds perfect. Uh, so, yeah, so tonight I'm stirring the pot a little bit by throwing a bunch of competitive athletes into a, into a quiz. Uh, there's a quiz with no winner. There's no right answers. There's plenty of wrong answers. Um, and I will personally be judging, as I'm sure all the listeners will, your response. So you ready? I am. Okay, on the clock, quick fire. Favourite Christmas song? Winter Wonderland. Yeah, very good. Uh, Favourite Christmas film? The Grinch. Or the original or the remake? The remake. The remake, interesting, okay. Uh, are you having a real or artificial Christmas tree? Artificial. Easier, much easier on the admin. Best part <laughs> of the Christmas meal? Not roast. Oh, probably the only guest tonight to say that. <laughs> uh, okay, a uh, drink of choice on Christmas Day. Uh, tequila shots. <laughs> loose, loose around your house, but okay. Uh, right, what's your favourite Christmas cracker joke? Um, how does Bob Marley like his donuts? I don't know. How does Bob Marley like his donuts? With jamming. <laughs> jamming. Great stuff. Uh, what's on the top of your Christmas tree? I have no idea. It's like some light with pointy. It looks like a star, but it's not a star. It's just a big blob or something. I have no idea. Okay, we'll, we'll take that. Um, <laughs> Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? 1. Have you seen Home Alone 5? I've seen, I've got all of them. Oh dear, that's the wrong answer. The correct answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's four, isn't there? Oh, damn it. No, the fourth one is with the change of the kid. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. No, I have seen the trailer for the fifth one. It's something to do with like a haunted house at Christmas, which is, uh, which is rogue. But anyway, the correct answer is no, you haven't seen it. Um, okay, that's the, end of the, uh, that's the end of the quiz. So <laughs> I said there's no winners, there's no losers. Just uh, my own personal judgment. But just to finish, why should someone listen to your episode of the podcast? Because I have a lot of information about um, the body. I 
Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I talk a lot, but then I think what I talk about is very interesting. I have a little bit of humor in there as well. Um, yeah. I reckon I'm easy to listen to. Well, I hope I'm easy to listen to. Not that anybody listens to me on a daily basis anyway, <laughs> but um, when they do, I tend to get good feedback from it. So, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll do a better job than you of selling it if you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Simone's obviously got fantastic knowledge from the world of sport and often you'd probably pay good money to have her insights so easily put out there and she's just putting it out on the table so you can learn from her experiences. So Simone, all I can say is thanks a lot for coming on again and Merry Christmas. Thank you for having me and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you too. My name's Don McGeeky. Merry Christmas, and I hope you enjoy the pod. Ho, ho, ho. Right, final guest is here in Sarah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Cold and wet, but good. <laughs> oh, yeah, same here. Um, so what response have you had to your episode of the pod? Uh, overwhelmingly positive, which is what we kind of predicted or hoped for. Um, but I've had so many different people reach out to me, people I haven't spoken to in like five years since school or friends of friends who I didn't even know that well. Um, yeah, everyone's just reached out and either said, thank you so much for coming forward. It's really helped me. And, um, you know, it's nice to know someone else is going through it, that they've related to it. Or I've had the, you know, the really lovely ones personally for me have just been like, telling me how brave I am and um, how good it is that I've done this thing, which is very humbling. Um, so yeah, I, I all, all very positive, um, which is really, really lovely to hear. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's fantastic. And that's obviously, as someone who's making a podcast, it's great to hear those kind of reactions that you can provide yes, on the platform. So um, I think I sent you the first couple of them. Uh, responses I got but I've had like double the amount of responses since so um, if you want to see them I'll send them your way as well that'll be great thank you okay so, so so the main the main crux of this little chat is I want to find out what it's like to be a pentathlete at Christmas so sure. what was Christmas like when you were competing so we usually trained pretty hard up until probably the 23rd or 24th even of Chris of December because um, the winter block uh, was always like the biggest aerobic volume, pretty much the hardest block because we weren't competing. It was just getting our fitness back from off season. Um, so we'd train pretty much up until the 23rd, 24th and would then have uh, about a week or so off and come back training on January the 2nd usually. Um, but during that week off, I mean, we'd, we'd have a break, but would also have to keep up like maintenance training. So the odd run or swim here and there because um, our competition season then begins in January straight away uh, so yeah so it was a it was a hectic training schedule leading up to Christmas then you have a nice little break um, for a few days um, and yeah and then back to the hard work. What about in terms of food and drink could you enjoy yourself or were you tied down to certain plans and stuff? Um there wasn't any strict rules that said we couldn't drink or we couldn't eat, well, drink alcohol, um, that we couldn't drink or we couldn't eat. But I think the general consensus from a lot of athletes, a lot of the pentathletes too, if you talk to them, is that 
because our first competition of the year was usually sort of mid-January um, and they were the rankings and the selections for international competitions. No one really wanted to ruin those chances by drinking or doing something silly anyway, um, or at least that's that's kind of the opinion I, I got and I think as the majority of the opinion is, you know, we can obviously can enjoy ourselves on Christmas Day and, you know, a couple of the other days as well, as long as it's not completely excessive and might harm our performance or our health, really. Yeah, it's everything in um, monetary is fine. Okay. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, right. So I decided I'm doing a little Christmas quiz. Uh, okay. Oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is based on the fact I've got six highly competitive sports people. Um, oh, yeah, and no. <laughs> and it's going to annoy the hell out of them, the fact there's no winner. Uh, there's only losers. Uh, none of these questions have a correct answer, but they all have wrong answers. So I will be personally judging every question you answer. Oh my god! Right. So, so are you ready? I think so. Oh, I think so. I'd, apparently not, but sure. <laughs> Great. Okay. Question one. These are all quick fire. Favorite Christmas song? Uh, it's got to be Mariah. Oh, I've had that answer before actually. Okay. Uh, favorite Christmas film? Uh, also love actually very basic <laughs> oh no very good very good uh real or artificial christmas tree oh real 100 <laughs> percent. love admin the real christmas tree i find but uh yeah okay. oh, yeah but it's this it's the smell it's the real christmas spirit okay okay uh best part of the christmas meal the mince pies mince pies of the christmas pie. meal that's all well, the christmas. that's the all right okay yeah, main right. main meal i'm gonna go for the roast potatoes um oh, but yeah. for pudding I, I just yeah. i love a mince pie i really love mince pies <laughs> always always carb loading even at christmas okay uh Absolutely. what's your tipple what's your drink of choice at christmas oh at christmas i do love a good mulled wine um but oh actually do you know what i'm gonna go for a bailey's hot chocolate or like an irish liqueur hot chocolate Baileys hot chocolate. Okay, very good. Uh, give me your favourite Christmas cracker joke. Oh, right. I'm, I'm great at terrible jokes. Um, my favourite one is probably, why do Norwegian boats have a barcode on the side of them? I don't know. Why do Norwegian boats have a barcode on the side of them? Uh, because when they come back to land, they Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, see you're laughing you're laughing is that a christmas is that a christmas joke i was going to be a christmas themed one i thought it was just a, ter a generic when else when one. else are you having cracker jokes doesn't matter moving on uh what's the best <laughs> tin of christmas sweets oh celebration good choice what's on the top of your christmas tree an angel home alone one or home alone two I haven't actually seen Home Alone 2, so I'm going to have to go for Home Alone 1. Okay, very good. Have you seen Home Alone 5? Wait, there's more than two? <laughs> that's the correct answer. Sheer shock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the end of the quiz. Um, so fine. Um, so there's no right. There's no. There's no right answers, and there's no winner. Oh, I. Um, I think you have definitely proved that I'm a loser there. So <laughs> I have. Uh, I will be. I have been judging. I'm sure everyone else will as well. Um, 
so finally, why should someone listen to your episode? Um, well, like I said about the responses, um, I've had a lot of different people come forward and reach out and message me. Um, you know, some who are elite athletes, some, who, well, one who's an elite athlete, you know, one who used to train but no longer does and then someone who doesn't even do sport at all and all said thank you very much for speaking out I can relate to some of the issues you've been through so if someone out there wants to listen I think there's some good advice on both parts and it it just makes you feel less alone um so I think it's a good opportunity to reach out feel less alone get some advice and hopefully it will, it will help someone out there that's fantastic. I hope people will. And I hope you'll continue to climb up the listen charts. Uh, so all that leaves me to say <laughs> is Merry Christmas and thanks and for joining me. Yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope it's, hope it's better than this one. <laughs> Hello, this is Joni and you're listening to Hips and Dips. Well, that was exhausting. I'm not sure how Scrooge managed to visit Tiny Tim and run his errands on Christmas morning, as I for one am knackered. Once again, thank you for your time in listening, and thank you to all my guests for finding the time to pay me a little visit this Christmas Eve. I'm always a little bit apprehensive to share my future guests, as last time I did so, I struggled to get those interviews over the line. But in the new year, the guests look bright and they include Olympic hopefuls, National League hockey players and stretching and mobility experts. So I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a bright and prosperous New Year and remember to like, subscribe and review and I will leave you with perhaps my favourite carol to play me out. <laughs>